Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I hate to break it, we're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it, we're sure to brown around or we're queer. I got a feeling we are onto something here. From King's Place in London, the Spontaneity Shop presents Global Village, the comedy panel show starring you, the hive mind of the audience. And if you're worried, trouble might be coming your way. Get it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I got a feeling we are gonna be okay. on the keys, everyone. Hello, I am Abigail Schmont, and this is Global Pillage, the panel show where we take all the world's funniest foibles and quiz them into comedy, making comedy pregnant with facts. <laughs> all right, and now let's introduce our fabulous panel. On my left, playing for Team Radisson, we have Allison Spittle and Radu Isaac. <laughs> And on my right plane for Peacocks, we have Sophie Duker and Heidi Regan. Beautiful job. So, panelists, what makes you diverse? Uh, well, I'm a white uh, cisgender male, but I do enjoy rollerblading. <laughs> and I feel like people are marginalizing white cisgender males. That's like rollerblading. <laughs> so that's your platform. All yeah, people yeah. should be able to that's, rollerblade. That's my struggle in life. <laughs> you wear the burden well, sir. Alison Spittle, what makes you diverse? I am from the land of chicken fillet rolls, <laughs> breakfast rolls, and legal codeine that you can get over the counter. You can't get it here, can you? <laughs> it's very nice. Wow. If you take all three of them together, you got a party. <laughs> all right, Sophie Duker, what makes you diverse? Um, I am diverse because I am a British-born comedian of West African descent, but also I think I am the only person in the building who sprinted here with their bra in their pocket. <laughs> that is an amazing feat. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> and Heidi, what about you? Uh, I'm gay and Australian. 
which is why I say gay. <laughs> uh, I also have the smallest microphone on the table, so if you point it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, sorry, that's uh, not because you're gay, but because you are Australian. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Radisson, where did your team name come from? Well, it's a wonderful range of hotels. Uh, and also, it's our names combined. I feel like this is good. Like, we're both mid-range people, I feel. Like, if you spent the night with us, you'd be not disappointed. But you probably wouldn't remember it in a few months either. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We didn't agree to that before the show. <laughs> Wonderful product placement there. Thank you so much, Radisson. And Peacocks, how did you uh, get your name? We too are sponsored by our team name. Um, we received a large amount of money from Peacocks uh, <laughs> to just bring them back in the public yeah, imagination. Yeah. Heidi can talk more about that. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I suggested we be called Team Global Pillage Winner, and Sophie said maybe that could give us bad luck. And I don't. I don't think. I think we've got good luck now. We're probably going to win the game. <laughs> Uh, I agree. I, I, I think it's definitely, you know, yeah. you guys got it in the bag. <laughs> Over in Pendant's Quarter, making sure all the facts are verified. Imagine if computers were nice. It's Ned Sedgwick. <laughs> and uh, making the beautiful music pour out of each caress of her fingers. On the piano, we have Katie Pritchard. <laughs> How you doing over there, Katie? I'm doing good. I can only see the top of your head. Uh, what makes you diverse, Katie? Oh, I'm one of a small amount of people that appeared on Top of the Pops when they were 10 years old. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that sounds grim. <laughs> it was a different time. Good. <laughs> and, uh, and I am your host today. I am Abigailia Shaman. And uh, what makes me diverse, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, yes, I am from there. Uh, no, I didn't vote for him. And uh, no, I don't know why anyone did. So that's. A bit rude on Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Never was a fan. No. Uh, yeah, so, Ned, have you had a global experience this week? I was chatting to an Irish person who wasn't Alison. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're growing. I, <laughs> and um, they told me about something called a spice bag. Do you know about spice bags? Uh, yes. Do I? So. <laughs> I'd, like, never heard of them. And basically, it's like a bag of stuff from a chippy slash kebabby, and it's kind of like chicken kebab meat, a bunch of spices, and mm. chips all mixed in. Are you sure this person was Irish? Why? Is that not what it is? That's a different no. kind of spice. <laughs> it's from a Chinese restaurant. Oh. You get it to take away... No, it's not your fault. We should blame the person that was talking to you about this. And it's breaded chicken, or shredded chicken, with a bit of onion, pepper, and then... MSG and chips and oh. you put it in you can buy it in Sainsbury's in the ethnic food aisle you can get the <laughs> under the Irish section there's there, you can also buy uh, McDonald's curry sauce uh, which is like an Irish curry sauce which is the blandest of all curries <laughs> So that's Sorry. my global experience, Sorry. and I just had another one. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, so each week, our resident musician takes a beloved folk tune from another culture and uses it to make uh, the song that we will learn what the points are for the show. And it also makes Ned feel very uncomfortable. So, uh, Katie, what is our point song this week? Uh, I've chosen a very beloved song from the noughties, 
by Feist called One, Two, Three, Four. <laughs> Does anyone remember it with fond memories? Yeah. I've changed the lyrics a little bit, especially for you, Ned. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. One, two, three, four. Ned, will you tell us the scores? Five, six, seven, eight. Which team gets to celebrate? That's basically it. <laughs> that is fabulous. I can't wait for us all to sing that. First up is our themed round. This week we'll be asking questions on the subject of To the Victors, the Spoils. An awkward theme, considering the winners of the show get absolutely nothing. Uh, mostly because the winner is usually the hive mind, and we cannot source 870 prizes for each person in the audience. <laughs> so many people here. So cute. All right, all the teams get a chance to answer, but... Uh, you get more points if you buzz first with a correct answer. The hive mind, you get a chance after both teams of comedians have answered. So, fingers on buzzers. In the Chung Chow Bun Festival in Hong Kong, what must contestants do to a mountain of buns? It's uh, either eat them or have sex with them, or I think maybe both. <laughs> Both at the same time, you think, or separately? No, no, they take turns. They take turns. That's like very unsanitary and dangerous. <laughs> you know, these are very warm buns, you know? Yeah, but also the human body tends to be very clean. That's true, that's so true. <laughs> it's a big celebration of the human body and of the, how normal sex is. Is that what you say uh, to health inspectors? <laughs> <laughs> it's sanitary. It's <laughs> I was thinking, like, how big is the mountain? I did look it up. It's quite large. Yeah. Oh. So, okay, it's specifically a mountain of buns? Well, yes. Maybe Very a tower? mountainous. Okay. Yeah, it's a kind tower? of tower slash mountain. Is Can this, I give an up? Is this like a Frere Rocher pyramid of chow yes. buns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but huge. Okay. Stories high. Ooh, ambassador, you have spoiled us. And then <laughs> he goes and fucks the big... <laughs> the Frere Okay, so Radisson thinks that you uh, have sex with the buns. And, uh, and eat them. And eat them. We're not animals. <laughs> you don't waste the buns. Yeah. And, uh, can't wait. Very wasteful just to have sex with them. Uh, and yes, yeah, Sophie, uh, over here for Peacocks, you uh, had another okay. idea. Uh, I had another idea. I don't know the answer, but I think that if it's specifically a mountain of buns, then what they have to do is find someone called Muhammad, possibly a buns, and then transport the buns to them or bring Muhammad of buns to the mountain of buns. Ooh. <laughs> I love you pretending that's a possibility. I, I, I just think it's very creative. It makes sense that they would do that in Hong Kong, of all places. Uh, it's perfect. Uh, what about you, Heidi? Do you agree with Sophie, or do you want to throw in your own idea? I reckon maybe they have to go through the mountain, not over it. I was thinking, like, climb the mountain, but I reckon maybe they have to tunnel through the mountain. That's the twist. There's always a twist in every sporting oh, event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in football, when Is they just throw on ten <laughs> So you think that they bring the mountain to Muhammad and then they and go then they through, go through the mountain? They knock it over. Oh, they no, knock no, no, it over. No, no, no. They knock it over. Bun tunnel is funny. You are now giving <laughs> eight answers. And <laughs> they make a bunnel. They make a bunnel. A bunnel. Oh, that's very good. Okay, so you think they make a bunnel and you think they fuck the bunnel. Okay. And hive mind. What do you guys think in the Chin Chow Bun Festival in Hong Kong? What must contestants do to a mountain of buns? 
climb to the top. Yeah. Anyone else? No twist to that. Eat the mountain. Eh. Throw buns at the mountain until... That would just make a bigger mountain. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so do you think what they do with the mountain of buns? Who thinks they climb the mountain? Buzz? Ooh, strong. Uh, What about eat the mountain? Uh, Or uh, throw more buns at the mountain? (laughs) Well, I mean, they're technically... Yeah, they're going to get some half points for that. There we go. You guys are right. Give yourselves a round of applause. So, you, in it, you have to climb the mountain and eat the topmost bun. So, you were halfway there. Yeah, well, I just, well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Chung Chow is an island within Hong Kong, and there was a famine, and the famine and disease was solved when they brought in this image of a god, uh, the god Pak Tai. It's a vegetarian festival, so for three days they're vegetarian. If you've ever been to China or Hong Kong, Pretty difficult to be vegetarian. Oh, really? I uh, went there with uh, one of my vegan friends was living there, and everything, he was like, this is a great vegan food. And I was like, yeah, this is chicken soup. (laughs) 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 Literally everything. Yeah, anyway, they're vegetarian for three days, and um, they kind of mark the end of it by getting a bun. And whoever gets a bun gets good luck and a bun. Oh, which I think is any time you have a bun, you're having good luck. (laughs) What do the winners of the Palio Horse Race in Siena drink their celebratory wine out of? Yes, peacocks. I think the skull of the winner of the last race. (laughs) And I don't mean horse. (laughs) Very Indiana Jones Temple of Doom there. Thank you. Sophie, do you agree with this? I mean, I think we'd have heard about it. (laughs) This is a high-stakes horse race. Um, I was going to say, maybe they're like a very like egalitarian race that everyone just drinks out of the same like the horses and the people. So gross. I do it out of a skull. So so they have a winner, but everyone still gets the same. Oh no, I mean like they like the winner and the horse drink out of the same thing, like like a trough. They're like they're like well, yeah. That's disgusting. Can we combine and say they drink out of the same skull? They drink out of... Everyone drinks out of the same skull. Okay. (laughs) I bet that's the right answer. (laughs) Why am I more freaked out that they both drink from the same vessel? (laughs) Like, I'm more afraid of cholera than, like, you know, a horse's skull. Like, (laughs) it's fine. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Do you guys have an answer and an idea? I was going to say a trough. A trough? Yeah. In Ireland, like, my village won a, a football competition and um, they got a goat and they spray-painted it green and it was all good fun until someone fed it alcohol and uh, <laughs> no one has taken responsibility yet for the actions that happened that night of that goat. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is, you know, celebrate, but don't involve animals. <laughs> Excellent morning uh, to the <laughs> listeners at home. Uh, hive Mind, I throw it to you. Uh, what did the winners of the Paleo Horse Race in Siena drink their celebratory wine out of? What do you think? Oh, a hoof. Ooh. Ooh. Poor That's horse. That's disgusting. Uh, uh, yes, anyone else? Helmet? A helmet. Good. They the drank saddle. it out of the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there is a, a wonderful answer from a person who's never seen a saddle. <laughs> uh, 
There's nowhere to keep liquid in it. Uh, okay, so hi, mine. Uh, buzz if you think uh, they drink out of a hoof, a helmet, or a saddle. <laughs> Pity buzzes, that's what that was. Pity buzzes. In fact, everyone is wrong. They drink out of a baby's bottle, and it symbolizes rebirth. Mm. Yeah, they're given dummies at the end of a race. Are they really? They're given dummies and like baby accoutrements, and given apparently it specifies cheap wine out of a baby's bottle, which I think might be kind of quite an Italian thing, which is like, we'll give you wine from a baby's bottle, but we're not going to take the piss. You're not drinking good stuff out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, drink the swill, and then we'll have some proper wine in a proper glass. In Serbia, St. Vitus Day commemorates. Uh, the start of the Battle of the Field of Blackbirds. What is unusual about this? I'm thinking they were actually fighting white birds, <laughs> which don't exist anymore in Serbia because they won. <laughs> and now to hide the fact that they killed all the white birds, they called the battle, they called it of the blackbirds. So now they're kind of covering up. Uh, Your stream of consciousness is delightful. <laughs> I'm trying my best. You're I'm... doing great. I Thank feel, you. I feel mm. like I've clicked on the wrong YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> and I just weirded out. So, uh, Alison, I think uh, you might have a different idea. I don't know. Maybe it's the battle between like John Lennon and Paul McCartney to see who wrote Blackbird. <laughs> you know? And that's why they broke up. <laughs> Team Peacock, do you have any ideas? Well, being bird aficionados, yeah. uh, we have a theory that I've not yet shared with Heidi about uh, <laughs> this battle. Um, so, unanimously, Team Peacock thinks that the battle of the field of blackbirds is uh, unusual because it's not a real battle where like people might die. Like it's a ceremonial battle reenactment because the actual battle was won like centuries before, right. which is why it's called the field. The blackbirds have won just four and twenty representatives just go out onto the field, have a fake battle, and then come back out. That was a very clever joke, but only one person. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with such authority that I know the answer and I believe you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What about you, Hive Mind? What do you think? The Battle of the Field of Blackbirds that commemorates St. Vitus Day, what is unusual about this? It's not a field. It's not a field? Ooh! Sorry. <laughs> Everyone likes that. The blackbirds were overcooked chickens. The blackbirds were overcooked chickens? Very good. There were no blackbirds. No blackbirds. It's not in Serbia. <laughs> Everything is a lot. <laughs> All right, very good. All right, so if you think the answer is it's not a field, buzz. If you think the blackbirds are actually overcooked chickens, buzz. Uh, if you think there were no blackbirds, buzz. If you think it's not in Serbia, buzz. Well, you guys went with it's not a field, and actually, it's unusual because they lost the battle and it marked the beginning of 500 years of the Ottoman domination. Uh, yeah. Yay, celebrate! <laughs> quite a, uh, I think quite a Serbian thing that it isn't in Serbia, it, well, depending on your view. I'm not going to get involved in that, it's in Kosovo. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird though, all these really important things to Serbia have happened on that day though. And it's called Vidovdan there. 
the war of independence they fought against the Ottomans started on that day. Franz Ferdinand was shot by a Serbian nationalist on that day, which led to Serbia being invaded and the worst losses in either war of any country, Serbia in the First World War. And Treaty of Versailles was that day, and Slobodan Milosevic was deported for war crimes that day. So, not the funniest little facts I've got. (laughs) But one of the most factual ones... That's the busiest day in history. Yeah, really. It wasn't all on the same day, though. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant that all happened one day, and I was like, wow. Wow, there's a lot in. (laughs) I can barely make myself tea in one day. That's amazing. All right, guys, and that is the end of the round. One, two, three, four. Ned, will you tell us the scores? Five, six, seven, eight. Which team gets to celebrate? Do, 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 do. Thanks, guys. Uh, (laughs) There are two teams tied in second slash last place, and that is Radisson and the Peacocks with Mm -hmm. zero points apiece. And the Hive Minder edging ahead with five points. Round of applause for the Hive Minder. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The next round is the best thing since sliced bread. Idioms! What is the meaning of this foreign phrase, which we have literally translated into English? Fingers on buzzers. In French, they say, dogs don't make cats. What does that mean? Yes, peacocks. Um, uh, I think it means uh, dogs don't make cats. Les chiens font pas les chats. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I think that it means don't define yourself by the haters. Oh, wow. Like, you're a cat, 
you're living life. You're gonna get head up about all these dogs that keep barking at you as you like make your way around the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, yeah, dogs don't make cats. Cats make cats. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I hope it means that. Heidi, do you agree or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I realize I did speak French, but I do not know the answer. It just—it's intimidating. <laughs> uh, I think it, it was that or something. I keep thinking the guns don't kill people, people kill people. So maybe it's something to do with dogs don't kill cats. <laughs> people kill cats. Guns Wait, kill what? Cats. <laughs> it makes sense if you think hard about it and say it in French. Do we know what that would sound like in French? I mean, I'm not sure. You, you said... Say gun, guns don't kill people, dogs kill people. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it again. I, let, we go with Sophie's answer. And that was okay. okay. Cool, cool, cool. And then uh, over here with Radisson, do you have any ideas? Uh, I think it's to do with like, the Second World War when Germany invaded France. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, to kind of make themselves feel better about getting invaded by the Germans... They kind of just said, well, the Germans can be here, but we can only make French people when we fuck each other, so... So that's what... <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Germans are, aren't going aren't gonna to be able to make Germans in France. Right, that's what like dogs Fran- don't make It doesn't cats. matter if we're occupied, it's still we're going to be French people. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hive mind. Dogs don't make cats. What do you think it means? People don't change their ways. It means you're like your parents. It means you're like your parents. Are you one of the French people? Interesting. <laughs> I'm not telling you how to vote, but... In the world of origami, dogs have a reputation of making very poor models of cats. <laughs> right. That could also be a very strong contender. <laughs> origami. What, for what are dogs? A... What are dogs good at in origami? Like what's, what? What would they be? Little balls of scruffy paper, or like destroyed homework, and then they're like. You know. <laughs> All right. If you think it means that uh, people don't change their ways, Buzz. No. Uh, if you think it's uh, people take after their parents, Buzz. <laughs> and if you think it's that dogs don't make good origami cats <laughs> really you buzz that well uh, hive mind you uh, were right it is people take after their parents <laughs> I'm waiting for Radu to try and claim that he kind of got the right answer there <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything but yeah yeah, you're not, you're not getting points. <laughs> and I'm not French also. I think I deserve like an extra point only for that. <laughs> for not being, not being French. French. And, and, and knowing the answer. <laughs> you didn't know the answer. I think I mostly got it. Do we get a point for not yeah. being French? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sophie's taking yeah. those points away by yeah, being able to French. speak French. Okay. But the haters... And no, they're not getting names. points for not being French. <laughs> <laughs> no one is getting points but the hive mind. Okay. Fresh yeah. half mind. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Moving on. And uh, just a question uh, to uh, my French friends. Is this a saying that you guys use a lot? Um, yeah, and <laughs> we even say um, black dogs don't make white food as well. <laughs> does that have anything to do with Germany? <laughs> uh, does that mean the same thing? Yes. Black dogs don't make white poop. How do you say that in French, just out of curiosity? 
So much sexier in French. I would order that if I was at a restaurant. <laughs> in Romania. Uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Radu wasn't originally meant to be on this episode. I think he was meant to be in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not giving points for being Romanian. <laughs> What's the question, please? Okay. What does it mean when they say you're feeling a fly on your hat? Ooh. Okay. Oh, no. yeah. oh shit. Uh, what did you say? They buzzed in yeah. because they want to be wrong uh, okay. before you're right. I think. You're feeling a fly on your hat. Peacocks, what do you think that means? I reckon it's saying like you're feeling paranoid. And Radu can back me up on this. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, 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 I'm going to try and guess before Radu. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking giving the hive mind a chance as well. Oh, oh okay. All right. I think you're feeling sensitive. That's how I feel. No, that's wrong. Ah, shit! I'm going to laugh so hard if Radu is wrong. <laughs> That would be great podcasting. Uh, hive mind, you're uh, feeling a fly on your hat. What do we think this means? Sensitive. I said that. Okay, all right. And does it, said does it, it was wrong. <laughs> uh, sensitive, uh, which we knew was wrong and someone wasn't listening, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yes, and uh, anyone else? Yes? Does, does it mean things can only get better? <gasps> Where did that come from? <laughs> God, you are a woman. Uh, yes, that's uh, Katie Pritchard over there uh, chiming in for the hive mind. Things can only get better. Beautiful. I hope that's uh, not a heckle. <laughs> Anyone else? No? You're stressed. Mm. Stressed. Okay. So, uh, hive of mind, do you think it means you're sensitive, buzz? Mm-hmm. Uh, things can only get better? And uh, stressed. Okay, so you guys are going with stress. Uh, and uh, say nobody knew the answer. Yeah. You all did very poorly. <laughs> it's about the Germans and, uh, what and it, the war. <laughs> if you want the points, you got to say the answer, mate. I, I was thinking you're going to say it, and then I approve. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's the answer, uh, Adam? It, it means you're feeling guilty? Yes, uh, yeah. yes, that's uh, what it means. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Feeling I a forgot fly to say. on your hat. Can you say that in Romanian for us? Te simți cu musca pe căciulă. Yeah, exactly. I'd order that as well. <laughs> In Italy, uh, when might someone say to you, its name is Peter and it comes back? <laughs> its name is Peter and it comes back. Uh, we'll go uh, over here to uh, Peacocks first. Peter was the name of uh, the man to whom I lost my virginity. Um, so I think that this phrase uh, might be said to you at a sort of sexual health clinic. And I assume that Peter is an Italian slang term for uh, herpes. Or... <laughs> so we just learned a lot about Sophie's first experience. And, uh, so you think this Italian idiom means that a guy named Peter gave you herpes. No. That's what you think this international idiom... I think word gets around. <laughs> All right, uh, so you think uh, its name is Peter and it comes back means It's about that... a recurrent sexual infection. Yes, it's about... Uh, <laughs> great. I think it's if 
you have a boomerang called Peter. Because <laughs> it comes back. <laughs> that is such an innocent answer. Uh, and really... it has herpes. <laughs> and it has herpes. Thank you. It comes Thank back you. with herpes. <laughs> it comes back with herpes. Okay, fabulous. And uh, what about you over here, Radisson? What do you think of me? Mine was down the sexual route as well. Um, <laughs> it's something that a guy says to you when it's not performing correctly. And Peter <laughs> is what he calls his erection. It's and Peter, like, and it comes back. Yeah. It's Peter, and it comes back. You just have to give it five minutes and stop pressuring me, please. <laughs> I think it's to do, it's definitely to do when, when like, the gentleman's occupied. <laughs> Honestly, when the gentleman's occupied Italy and they had to eat, like, German sausages, uh, that's what they are calling the sausage. They were calling it, its name is Peter, and it comes back. <laughs> As in, you're going to throw it up. It's a way of the Italians criticizing the German occupation. But, but ger- just criticizing their food. Weren't they allies? Like, yeah, but then I've just been listening to an uh, audiobook about this. Uh, everyone <laughs> settle in. Uh, they were allies at the beginning. Then after the Allied invasion, they yeah. declared neutrality. At and one point, Germany thing. occupied them. Yeah, where, where, where the Italian yeah. army were just in the barracks whilst the Germans and the Allies fought over Italy. Right. Yeah, and, and some defected to either side, but was and then there was insurgencies and stuff. Was there anything in your audio book about the Germans forcing people to eat German <laughs> sausage? Yeah, it's called... Um, oh, no! <laughs> the Sausage Man of... Uh, no. <laughs> Wonderful answers. Uh, uh, Hive mind, what do you think? Its name is Peter and it comes back. When might someone say that to you? Anyone? Yes? Which answers the hive mind agrees? <laughs> I, uh, 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 well, uh, let's, let's put it to a vote uh, right now. Uh, hi, mine. Do you think uh, it means... Uh, uh, what the Italian lady said. What the Italian lady said. <laughs> Guess what? This is an... <laughs> You're right! <laughs> so, yeah, so it's uh, when someone lends you something and you want it back, and uh, in Italian it rhymes, yes? Yeah. Yeah. That is the end of the round. One, two, three, four. Ned, will you tell us the scores? Five, six, seven, eight. Which team gets to celebrate? Do, 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 do. In third place, with zero points, it's the Peacocks. Um, oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, well done. Uh, I can get Romanian on the team. In second place, with 10 points, it's Radisson. Fair enough. But in first place, with 25 points, it's a hive mind. All right, this next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their culture or family background. Perhaps a team member is from a family who say a prayer thanking God before their meal, or perhaps they cut out the middleman and only worship the God, and her name is Greg's Vegan Sausage Roll. Uh, So, Peacocks, do you have a question for Radisson? Yes. What does the phrase mean... He played a Barry. He played a Barry. Yes. Ooh, that's very hard because the only Barrys I know are feckless. Um, so, so, would I say um, 
He played a Barry would be uh, wrecked his marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because he had an affair of his student. <laughs> Such a specific idiom. That <laughs> again. I think it's, he played the Barry as in he tricked a baddie. So a baddie who was the bad person, he got played by the good person. Barry. I mean, the student was over 18. Uh, <laughs> she was in college. <laughs> okay. So he it just he just got shunned from society. <laughs> he he still maintained his freedom, but he couldn't do stand up anymore. That's actually what happened. <laughs> Such a specific idiom. It is so spot on. It's creepy. Yeah, it's weird how you guys got that. Cool. So uh, uh, Heidi, is any of that right? I mean, in a broad sense, kind of. But it's uh, uh-huh. he did shockingly badly because it's short for Barry Crocker, which rhymes with shocker. Oh. And so Barry Crocker is a specific person. person. We just didn't get the person, yeah. but we got the fact that it's to do with a specific person. <laughs> You'd say that about Barry. <laughs> yeah, so we deserve a couple of points. <laughs> All right, and uh, Radisson, do you have a question for the hive mind? What trend started off in Ballinspittle in the 1980s and uh, ravaged Ireland. That's, that's what I'm asking. What event basically happened that started off similar events in Ireland in the 80s and it started in Ballinspittle? Statues in Virgin Mary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. you're Irish. <laughs> uh, hive mind. Buzz, if you think it's moving statues of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you got it right. <laughs> Hive mind. Uh, we have Amelia over here from uh, Sweden. You, you said yes. Yes. Yes, Sweden. Sweden. And you have a question for the peacocks. Yeah. So, what does it mean um, if you use the expression "slide in on a prawn sandwich"? <laughs> I have some guesses. <laughs> you slide in on a prawn sandwich. Slide in on a prawn sandwich. Yeah. Like DMs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think it's about herpes? <laughs> How sexual is it? I reckon it's like you were cocky that things were going well and you got too cocky and you didn't plan for every event like that you would step on a prawn sandwich because we all have days like that. That's... Can we have a hint? No. <laughs> oh, no points. Um, yes, nothing to do with prawns. Okay. I think if you make a real showy entrance, <laughs> I think, it, yeah. Um, is it either of those? No, not really. It means that you've had any, everything handed to you without really having to do anything specific. You so didn't like even have spoon, to, like, like yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah, prawn sandwich. Think of the answers because you're from that country. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, very good. So no points to you guys and half points to the hive mind. Certainly is. Oh, well, give yourselves a round of applause. Very good question. And that is the end of the round. Woo! One, two, three, four. Ned, will you tell us the scores? Five, six, seven, eight. Which team gets to celebrate? Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> in third place, it's the Peacocks with five points. Woo! 
in second place, it's Radisson with 10 points. Oh. Narrowly ahead by 30 points, it's a hive mind. <laughs> All right, and this next round is, it's a sign round. So everybody is marching these days and some protesters come home to see hilarious slogans all over Facebook and Instagram. One sign, which was doing the rounds online, read, what do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? Irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> amazingly, that simultaneously made me laugh and set off my incel klaxon. Uh, <laughs> uh, teams, we'd like you to make some shareworthy signs, and Ned will award points for his favorites. So you guys have some markers here, and you have your things. You have 30 seconds uh, to write your slogan for today's protest, which is against... Chris Grayling's continued employment as Secretary of State of Transport. So you have 30 seconds to come up with a sign for that. And uh, uh, Katie, could we just have a, a little bit of music while they're writing? Just a little ditty of some sort. Oh, yay! Katie Pritchard on the slide whistle, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Very Any requests? Nice. Any requests there? Radiohead creep. Okay. Um. I know I'm not playing creep, but... I think I'm playing TLC's creep. Anyone got any more? Uh, uh, how about my heart will go on? Yeah. <laughs> Celine Dion. You guys have seconds left. Okay. Seconds left. Okay. <laughs> it's very distracting. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Feels like the nightmares of how I'm doing an exam. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Let me just tell you, you are an amazing pianist. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go over to uh, Team Peacock. Uh, what does your sign say against Chris Grayling's continuing employment at the Secretary of State of Transport? Um, we went with more like Chris Failing. Oh! And then uh, the addendum. Heidi, do you want to read it? Also, bailing us out of a sinking ship that doesn't exist because he did that thing, and also he sucks. He sucks! <laughs> he, he, he bought a ferry company that had no ship. Yeah, a ferry it, company it with no ferries. Ah, over here to Team Radisson, who's uh, furiously still scribbling away. Right there, okay. <laughs> I, I choo choo choose to fire Chris Grayling. <laughs> And then a subheading of, I'm very angry about the transport situation. And that's a speech bubble coming from the train that I've drew with a really angry face. So there we go. Incredibly angry train. He's so mad. He's like a bad guy in Thomas the Tank Engine that would bully Thomas, do you know? Did the hive mind, did you guys come up with any cool uh, things to shout or things you would put on placards if you had the chance? Yeah, Oh, very nice. But that makes him sound sexy, which he is not. (laughs) It's true. All right, well, uh, the final round is a quick fire round. Hivemind, if you know the answer, you shout buzz, and then you shout the answer as loud as you can, yes? Fingers on buzzers, and time starts now. 
What Oscar-winning film was known in Armenia as This Is Not The Place For Old People? Yes. No Country For Old Men. Correct, Radisson. In Germany, they say, talk around the hot porch. In England, we say... Get drunk and talk to people. No. The Versailles Treaty. No. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Yes, beat around the bush. Very good. Hive mind. In the Burmese, Thai, and Sri Lankan zodiac, what measurement of time do they use? Uh, yes, uh, Radisson first. Weeks. Yes. Oh, cool. Yay. <laughs> I'm really surprised by that. Okay. Honestly, me too. <laughs> <laughs> what modern country was formerly known as Burma? Shit. Yes, Myanmar. Very good to the hive mind. Uh, what country does Gruyere cheese come from? Yes. Rats? No. Oh. Yes, to the hive mind. Switzerland. Very good. England recently won the She Believes Cup. What sport was it? Yes, very good. Football to the hive mind. What country's national anthem includes these words? We prove to the world that in these veins still flows Roman's blood. Colombian. Uh, no and no. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, they buzz oh, before you. Know, it's Romanian. It's Romanian. Uh, it's Romanian. Uh, it's Romanian. Uh, <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. You did say Romanian. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, I stopped <laughs> listening to you minutes ago. <laughs> Finish this German joke. What do you call someone who speaks two languages? Bilingual. What do you call someone who speaks three languages? Trilingual. What do you call someone who speaks only one language? I'm gonna go for it. Is it English? No. Because, okay. British. No. Well. But, but yes. A spy. <laughs> A spy. <laughs> Pretending no. not to, okay. Hive mind? French? French? No. But I'm very happy everyone got it wrong. America. Uh, America. Oh, America. Oh, America. Oh, to the hive mind, American. Yes, das schmerzt mich. Ich spreche gut Deutsch. And we are out of time, and that is the end of the show. Third place, the Peacocks kept it nearly steady for the whole episode with five points. In second place, it was Radisson with 25 points. And in first place, it's a hive mind with 60 points. good hive mind and that is the end of the show so it's the baby's bottle full of merlot to our winners but flies all over the hats of our losers <laughs> and uh, New Zealand has had a horrific time so I'm going to leave you with this absolutely blinding proverb uh, that's funnier in itself than anything you could add to it it's a wise old saying from New Zealand which is persist persist as resolutely as you persist in eating. <laughs> I resonate so hard with me. 
Uh, guys, please give it up for Allison Spittle and Radu Isaac. And uh, over here, the Peacocks, we have Sophie Duker and Heidi Regan, Ned Cedric, Independence Carter, Katie Pritchard on the keys, you the hive mind. I've been Abigail Shaman. Thank you and good night. Been listening to Global Village, hosted by me, Abigail Shaman, created by Deborah Francis White. The questions were sent by Ned Sedgwick. The program associate was Justin Kapostiku. The Global Village theme was composed by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer for the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Zelinsky. Thanks to Zoe, Sally, and everyone at King's Place. For more information about this and other episodes, please visit globalpillage.com. Next. Uh, guys, please give it up for your lovely panel. Uh, in the Radisson, we had Allison Spittle and uh, I, 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 Radu, Radu. I'm going to do that again because uh, this is not your name. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we deserve five more points for that. Uh. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.